Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience.
so many years serving the Lord and working in the church. But now I have a great passion to love my Lord. God made the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is so great, yet he seems so far. But when I talk to
to thee all my days I give to thee to love you Lord is the great command Lord I want to love you more falling in love with you so not sure But I think we should appreciate Madeline for the beautiful ministration. As I said last week, our Tuesday night specials are taking a new, we're shaping it for a bit. And this is just the beginning of it. Many other things are going to be added to it. And the service will be exciting and colorful. Somebody say amen. Wonderful. So, if you are here, you have any talent, please let us know. Let's also, Andy Swashi sang powerfully. Let's appreciate her. You got it. And, um, and Tyler, Tyler also did his best. Let's appreciate him. So, like I was saying, if you have any talent, let us know, and you may be surprised. You will be a main feature in our Tuesday night specials. Amen. Say another amen. Tandeka. All right. Powerful. Anyway, for about half an hour, let's talk about something from the Bible. Say amen. We've been talking about how to be a fruitful Christian. Is that not so? Today is like the fourth installment of this message. Amen. It's the fourth part of it. So let's let's go on. It may it may be the final part or it may be the penultimate part. Amen. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. So whatever you get, you take it like that. Then we see what the Lord does. Great. We, we, we said that God wants us to be fruitful. Is that not so? I don't want to do a long recap, but our main scripture for this discussion is, I think, John fifteen sixteen, where Jesus says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. Then you shall ask the Father whatsoever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. So Jesus explains to us that the reason why he has chosen us and has ordained us is so that we will bring forth fruit. John 15 verse 8, the Bible says, In this is my Father glorified, that you bring forth much fruit. So when a Christian is fruitful, God is happy. God is glorified. God is exalted. God is lifted up. God is praised when you are fruitful. 
I see you being fruitful. So I started to share with you keys or things that we need to deploy to be fruitful. And I said the first thing is that you must have a spiritual goal. Amen. To be fruitful in anything, to be productive in anything, when you don't have a goal, I mean, it's like you are going nowhere slowly. When you don't know where you are going, then you are going nowhere slowly. Do you get it? You even know when you get there. How do you know? Where, which, even which bus to take or which flights to catch, seeing that you don't know where you are going. Hallelujah. So you must have a goal. If you're a businessman, you must have a goal. If you're a student, you must have a goal. A good goal to have as a student is not to have as many boyfriends as possible or to have as many girlfriends as possible. Hallelujah. But to have a goal to graduate. I met somebody many years ago and as I interviewed the person, I realized that the person's goal for being in high school is to go for matric ball. Oh no, I've seen it more than once. And when I mean when I say more than once, I mean more than 100 times. I'm not exaggerating. I've been a pastor for a long time. So many, it's like just to get the wear the dress, be the Cinderella of the day and go for the ball and come back. That's all. After the matric ball, they don't know what they are going to do. Look, I am even surprised that they do the matric ball before the matric. I'm serious. It should be after. I mean, where, 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 where I went to school, we didn't, it's now that they are introducing some of these Western things. But we used to have parties. When we finished matric, there will be no ball, like official ball where everybody wears their clothes and they no, no, no. But when we finish the matric, we have parties. And the parties are usually after you have passed. Yeah, when the results can you see that you have passed, then you have a party. So, so there's a season. You hear, we are going for this person's party. We are going, when you hear that we are going for somebody's party, it means the person has passed. When you don't hear that we are going for Lungani's party, then you know what it means. Yeah, it could mean two things. Either his parents cannot afford it, or he didn't make it. And more of the latter than the former. Yeah. Yeah. So they have, it's like the person is in school the whole time is just dreaming about my, I'm going to do my hair, my hair is going to be from here to this place and I'm going to wear this dress and I'm going to wear a heel, long heel that I'm going to go to matric. I remember, I remember many years Tyler was going for matric ball. I took him to his matric ball. Yeah. He had, he had cornrow. What did you have? Cornrow or Jerry Kells or something? Yeah, he had something like that. Cornrow or Jerry Kells. I went to drop him. No, the one that goes in Snoopy. Is that is that what it's called now? Yeah, something of the sort. No. R. Kelly. Okay. Whatever you call it. Hallelujah. Yeah, but that shouldn't be your goal. Yes, matric boy is part of the system. Enjoy it. But it shouldn't, it can't be your, your goal should be that I will pass this matric and I will go to the university. Hallelujah. The same way also in your Christian work, when you don't have a goal that I want to achieve this, I want to achieve that for Christ, you will not really amount to much. Yeah. And every stage and the type of goal you can have. You can have a goal at a stage. I want to pray consistently. Many Christians don't pray consistently. I want to pray consistently. If it's one hour a day, one hour a day. I want to have my quiet time every day. I want to read my Bible every day. I want to be in church every Sunday and every Tuesday. These are all goals. Then as you go forward, I want to be a shepherd. That is a leader in the household. These are all goals that you can have. And without such a goal, you will not be productive. Hallelujah. Number two, we said that even though when you've decided that this is my goal, there are things that come to prevent you from 
achieving your goal. So we said you have to overcome the chokers of the word. In Mark chapter 4, the Bible says that the word of God is the seed. So anytime you hear the word of God, either a seed is being planted or it is being watered. But when we do all these things, there are things that come in to prevent the seed from growing. We call them the chokers of the word. So in Mark chapter 4 verse 90, we see the chokers of the word. We said the deceitfulness of riches, the last of other things, the curse of this world, they enter in and they choke the word and they make the word unfruitful. Last week we talked about the third one. We said you must overcome laziness. That's a classic. You must overcome what? Laziness. Lazy people don't amount to much. If you are lazy, no matter what you are doing, anything you do, once you do it lazily, you are not likely to get anywhere. And last week, because people were arguing with me, I decided to show you only three signs of laziness. So that when you see that one sign applied, or you see that a sign applies to you, then you can judge for yourself. Because it will be very rude of me to come to you on a Tuesday evening to say, you, you are lazy. I mean, after church, you can easily beat me up. So, I gave signs. And we looked at only three signs. We said the first sign is what? Excuses. Anytime you are supposed to do something, you give excuses. Like, it's not like maybe once a while you give a, like, I was supposed to go and play tennis with Lungani. It was raining. I mean, it's raining. I mean, I'm not talking about those type of once-off excuses. Like, I mean, it was raining. Even he himself, he couldn't. When he woke up, he looked outside, it was raining, and he humbled himself. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's not what I'm talking about. Next time you ask somebody for something, uh, they say, so you are lazy. No, that's not what I'm saying. And please don't use my preaching to go accusing people. Use it on yourself. Hallelujah. Good. So, excuses. There are people who give countless excuses. And I said last week that when a lazy man gives excuses, please, I need to know the time, okay? When a lazy man gives excuses, the, the lazy people, lazy people are usually very clever. Thank you. And they can give perhaps the best set of excuses you can think about. In the Bible, the Bible says, a lazy man saying, there's a lion in the street. Can you imagine a lion on Loop Street? And you are asking me to go on Loop Street whilst there's a lion there. Please put the scripture up out there. A lazy man saying, there's a lion in the street. I will be slain by the lion. I'll be eaten by the lion. How do I send you to go onto the street when there's a lion? In the street. Look, if you have seen a lion before, I don't mean on television. If you have seen a lion face to face before, do you get it? You will understand when somebody says there's a lion in the street. You understand. Yeah. No, 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 no. When you meet a lion face to face, you will never be afraid of a dog again. That's what Mike Maddox said. I didn't see it. Because he has a lion as a pet. So he can say that. But I mean, I've seen a lion before. I'm telling you. A lion, I mean, a lion on the move to attack. Not the one he's just like lion pack, you see, then, then they are smiling. No, the one that is going to attack, I've seen one before. Yeah. That's the day you will see that, look, you must fear something in this life. No, 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 no. The animal is big, yet it is quick. I mean, one day we went to the lion park. I don't know, I think, Priscil, were you there? Yeah. No, all my things that happen, usually I take people. Jesus took James, Peter, and John so that nobody argues with him. So usually when I'm going anywhere, I want to take somebody there. So that when they call, if it's one person, say, well, I'm a witness. If it's a lawyer, say, we are witnesses. <laughs> we were 
we were watching these lions, they were caged and we were watching them. As we were watching them, my children were taking pictures with some people and they attended. I don't know what they were doing. Suddenly, the lion pounced. From, far, from where they were, three of them, from where they were, they pounced from there. Look, when you go somewhere, you see that white people are running, you better run. <laughs> Look, if white, were you also there? Uh-huh. If white people, <laughs> if white people start to run, it is in your interest that you also run. Don't ask any question. You just run. We all started to run. Apparently, the lions had noticed that we had come close to the fence. So it's like, this one I can grab. And they just pound. <laughs> hey! Then all of us started running. Then something happened which amazed me. As soon as we started to run, the lion just crouched there like this. With an innocent face. And it was looking at us. And you, I could tell that it was saying it. Why are these people running? I mean, I won't do anything bad to you. I just wanted to be in the picture. I... <laughs> so when a lazy man tells you, ask a lazy man, go to school. And the lazy man tells you that there's a lion in the street. He's trying to tell you that what is happening there. Even you, you can't go there. Straight away, you know you are dealing with a lazy man. And they are able to give what we call the perfect excuse. You can't do anything about it. Perfect excuse. Perfect. Oh, my grandmother, who died in 1957, she arrived today. She called me. She said I should come. Look, how can I say don't go? How can I say don't go? Pastor, the way it's hot, and usually, last time when it was hot, when I came out, I was, I collapsed. I was so dehydrated, and I collapsed. And So you said I should come at what time? You, you can't say, all you can say is, oh, no, 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 you stay at home. Because I don't want to, I don't want to kill you. I mean, can you imagine in our newspaper, what's our new witness? Witness, yeah. The pastor kills church member. I mean, that will be the end of this church. Number two. Second, I'm just taking you through the sign, then I give you one point and we go home. Second point was what? Sleep. 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 One of the common things that lazy people do is to sleep. The Bible says that as the door turneth on its hinges, so that a lazy man turn in his bed. When you are dealing with a lazy, sleep is common. Common. Sleeping, sleeping. And I said, listen, even those of you who say you don't sleep much, if you sleep standard sleep, which is eight hours a day, every day of your life you sleep eight hours a day, what it means is that Every 10 years, you sleep 3 years, 3.3, 3 years, and then 4 months. You are asleep. Not that you are in your bed, you are asleep. 3 years out, so you have actually been awake for just 6 years and 8 months. We have not factored in when you are not well, the days that you overslept, do you get and those of you go for ten instead of eight. We have not we are at eight minimum standard sleep time. If you live for hundred years, you would have been asleep for thirty-three years. Do you remember the story Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yeah, Snow White slept seven years. Yeah. That's what makes the story famous. The fact that she could fall asleep for seven years. And you and I, if we live hundred years, minimum would have slept for thirty-three years. So any extra sleep, you, you can easily get to heaven. They gave you 100 years on this earth, and you slept for 50 years. 
let's, let's move away from sleep because a lot of people don't like. <laughs> Terrence, a lot of people don't like this point. The third point was what? Procrastination. You do it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I gave my life tomorrow. I thought about today. Oh, please. It's so much easier to say. Tomorrow. For promise you. Tomorrow. That I choose the Lord today. For your tomorrow. Very well might be too late. I told you I was singing. I was just warming up. <laughs> I think you should sing it for us next week. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. How many of us are into I'll do it tomorrow? Some, even some of us, everything we have to do, we have decided it's okay. We start 2018. The year is over, 2018. I say students do that a lot. Instead of studying, say, I'll study tomorrow. Oh, I'll study next week. Today, today, today. Ten minutes for today. The, 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 the fourth key, if, if we are numbering it, is that be planted in the house of the Lord. To be fruitful, you must be planted. If you are not planted, you cannot be fruitful. Be planted in the house of the Lord. Psalm 1, verse 1. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the way, in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seed of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of God and in the law that he meditate day and night. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which shall bring forth its fruit in its season. His leaves will also not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So here the Bible is talking about a blessed man. A fruitful man is a blessed man. The Bible is talking about a blessed man. It says the blessed man, he avoids these three people. If we get a chance, we'll talk about bad company. It's also a reason why people don't become fruitful. So he said he avoids three groups of people. Ungodly people, sinners, and scornful people, or scorners. Ungodly people are ungodly people. Sinners are sinners. Scorners are scorners. Scorners are people who laugh at you. You want to do something? Start it. So, oh, I want to write. <laughs> really, you? Ah, oh, you? Sh- oh, eh. Oh, keep dreaming. <laughs> I saw a writing. A writing uh, a month or two ago it says, "Don't give up on your dreams. Keep sleeping." <laughs> oh, I want to learn how to play the keyboard. <laughs> The key doesn't even frighten me as the board you are trying to play. <laughs> you sing one song, it doesn't work, they just start laughing. <laughs> I saw the way the key went down and it was at C flat, then B flat, B minus, B, and then they start to laugh. I mean, the same song, Melanie, um, what's her name again? Madeline was singing last week. After the service, she came to me. She was sad. I said, hey, don't be sad. Me, I was blessed. I told her. She was shocked. I said, I was, I was blessed. That you can try to put all these words in your head. And you are, I mean, she was, I, I'm sure you were depressed when you came. I said, I mean, I said me, after me, I'm, I'm blessed. You have no idea. I was sitting here. It was, it was Tuesday, seven days ago, I'm sure. I was sitting over there. I told her, and as for me, I was blessed. Seven days later. That's what you have. I, I told my wife, I hope they recorded it. Because it's, it's so powerful. 
So scholars are people who laugh at you. And if you want to do well in this life, avoid those who laugh at you. Avoid them. You will never be... Look, anything you want to do, you become afraid. There's some, at least there's always a little element of fear to start doing the thing. Anytime you see that I put my hands in my pocket, it means I'm scared. Yeah, that's, that's, it's my normal reaction. As soon as I become scared or tense, then I'll put, never, uh, my wife is giving me the right word, never. I put my hands in my pocket. It doesn't also mean that anytime my hands are in my pocket, sometimes I'm feeling cold. (laughs) Yeah, I become never. So there's always that small element. There's always that. Now, if you are in the midst of people who are telling, look, you can do it. Go, go for it. Go, you become built up, become confident. So those of you have made yourself into people who break people down. Repent and change. You don't get the best out of the people around you. Encourage them, tell them you can do it. Have confidence in you. If they do it, they fail. You tell them, try again. You can do it. The righteous man, he, fall, he tries seven times and he fails. But seven times, he rises again. Yeah. So, the righteous man, the man who's blessed, he avoids people who laugh at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go to people who laugh at me. No, no, no. Apart from like laughing that we are just laughing and joking. I mean, seriously. No, I won't. I'll just maneuver my way around you. And get a, a meando. Yeah. <laughs> it says, but this man, his delight is in the word of the Lord. And in this word, he meditates day and night, day and night, day and night. Then he says, this is what, this is the outcome. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the riverside. So immediately, he starts to, as it were, Explain how blessed that person or what will happen to the person by using a tree that is planted by the riverside. Any Christian who is planted, and this church is a good place to be planted by. The word of God is a good water to water the seed in you. If you are planted, you will flourish. You will do well. But Surprisingly, we have Christians who are not planted, who swing from church to church, from service to service. Today they came to church, maybe the pastor closed very late. Oh no, ah, this church daddy, we ca- you, you are here for a long time. Meanwhile, you go to places, you come after midnight. You go today, you come the next day. Yeah. You go, you... I mean, one lady called me. I said, what's the problem? She said, my sister has gone out. I said, so what's the problem? She's not a small girl. What's the problem? She said, no, she's been gone for days. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this... This, 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 this sister we are talking about. One day she went out. She was driving. It was December. She went out early December, around like... Around like... 14, 15, she went at this, she came back beginning of the year. Then, no, 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 you just heard the first part of the story. Why are you screaming? She came back without her car. She doesn't know where the car is. <laughs> oh! She doesn't know where the car is. It's like if you, uh, so her brother asked her, where is your car? She said, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Did I go with the car? <laughs> yeah, did I go with the car? No, the car was lost. Yeah. So she said, my sister is gone. Hey, you, you have been there before. Just sit down for 27 minutes and listen to the word of God. You say it's too late. You will not flourish. But says if you are planted, if you are stable, you begin to flourish. He says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, which will bring forth his fruit in his season. May you bring forth your fruit in your season. 
as you sit under the word of God consistently without any agitation and feeling of, look, I came last week so I can't come today. I came two weeks. We've been coming the whole year or we've been doing this thing for seven years. It says you will bring forth your fruit in your season. Sometimes some people have been in a church for a long time and they've they've not yet reached their season of fruitfulness. And some bomb out before they get to their season of fruitfulness. Unfortunately. Look, if you have done some small gardening before, you will realize that depending on what you plant and when it brings forth fruit. If you plant tomatoes, oh, you go home and come three days later, you see it has started coming out. Before long, you see fruits are coming on it. If the sun shines now, it will all wither again. Because it's tomatoes. If you plant coconut. I say if you plant what? Coconut. You may even die before the first fruit comes. Yeah. But when the coconut tree comes out of the ground, no matter the season, dry season, rainy season, harsh weather, whatever, it's still sitting there. It's good. The only thing that can kill it is you cut it off. Yeah. You, and even when you cut it, if you don't take your time, you see it will start to shake itself again. Palm trees are like that. Yeah. Banana is also the same. Yeah. At least you don't know coconut, but you know banana. Yeah, banana is the same. So maybe you are, you are a type of coconut tree. That is going to endure from generation to generation. And you will take time to grow, but you don't want to be planted. Yeah. Or you're a type of banana. So every time they are choosing leaders, they just bypass you, bypass you, bypass you. Your time is coming. Just be planted. When your time comes, oh God, nothing can remove you. Nothing can remove you. I was explaining to Tyler, I think, yesterday of a, a pastor friend I knew who they kept passing him by, passing him, passing passing. It's almost like everybody is going forward and he was going nowhere. Then suddenly he was chosen. And the day he was chosen, he was given the biggest church that we had in our church at that time. Yeah, the day he was chosen, they gave him the biggest gathering that we have in our church, United Denomination. As at that time, they become the pastor of that church. Wait for your season. Amen. Don't jump out before your time. Wait for your but to be you have to be planted. My last scripture, Psalm ninety-two. Psalm ninety-two, verse twelve. The Bible says, "The righteous shall flourish as the palm tree." We are talking about palm tree. Is that not so? You are the next palm tree coming around. It says you will flourish like the palm tree. Look, the palm tree is a very wild tree. When it grows, you, you, you can't easily kill it. You can't easily kill it. Even when they say they cut it down. I, I forgot to tell you, coconut trees, when they are by the beach, when there's a tsunami, buildings break down. Buildings so skyscrapers, cars are washed away, bridges get broken. By the time the tsunami goes and comes, the coconut tree is still standing there. It is asked, ah, what happened here? Where are all these people going? <laughs> the sea just came for a visit and is going back. Why are you, why are you worrying yourself? Yeah. No, if you can tie yourself to a coconut tree, you survive. Because it is going nowhere. The sea cannot remove it. Standing there. Then building, a whole building will be, will be washed into the sea. Then a coconut tree will be looking at her. Where are you going? Yeah, you'll be seeing the car. Oh, these are the cars who used to come past here every day. Then the sea will watch them and still stand. May you be the last man standing. It says the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. A palm tree, look, palm tree, they are just like the coconut tree. Even when you cut them down, they can make, they can make African beer. Yeah. 
Nkomot, you see it coming from. They make what we call palm wine. Even when, when they are dead. When I say, when the tree is finally dead, they start to use it for palm wine. Then mushrooms, the mushrooms you have been eating, they start to grow around it. Something that can be fruitful even when it's dead. Hey! You are that tree that is coming. I tell you, we use the branches, we use the fruits. I mean, so many buildings. I mean, it's like, it's, that's why the Bible links you to the palm tree. To the palm tree. Not to the apple tree, but the palm tree. But it comes by being planted. Being planted. Being planted through wonderful sermons, boring sermons, sermons that you understand. Sermons that you don't understand, sermons that you like, sermons that you don't like. Look, you can even be in the church. There are some sermons you enjoy. You like it. Wow. What the pastor is saying, I love it. Then you can even there can also be a time when, when they preach it is like, oh no, 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 no. I shouldn't have come to church today. No. I'm not even talking about boring sermons. So. There are times that you come also. There, I mean, the service. There are times when I finish, I'm wondering why did I even preach? Why did I even preach this message today? On this particular day? I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about a message that when you hear the message, it's like, look, hey, who has gone to gossip about me to pastor? The pastor is just shooting from every angle. I mean, it's, it's almost like he's trying to kill me today. You. Look, recently I preached a message then I asked, which part of this message concerns? Somebody said the whole message is about me. <laughs> but as you sit through each one of them, it, a message that will make you will push you when, you, when when you go home, you can't sleep. You can't sleep. You are restless because the message has fired you and challenged you so much that you are not at peace. You sit through it. As the years go by, you will see that you will become fruitful. It will bring forth its fruit in its season. It says, the righteous, it shall be like, it shall flourish. Like the palm tree, they shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. These are the big trees in the world. The cedar of Lebanon. Then it says, they that be planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. It says, the people who will bear fruit in the courts of our God, they are the people who are planted. Not the people who are blown Small, you had a confusion with one of the brothers in the church. You thought that he was interested in you, not knowing he was interested in your sister. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not getting a good speech. It's like he's, oh. okay, let's use here. So, it's like he stretched his hand and you thought he was coming to see, and, uh, Oh, 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 it's like he came to you and he was smiling and talking to you. So you thought it was about this. So can I have the number of your friend? Oh, oh, oh. Q, what do you think? Yeah. Can I have the number of your friend? Then you say, you know something? This church, I'm tired. I can't take it anymore. I have to, I have to bomb out. I have to bomb out. You are cutting yourself from flourishing and from becoming fruitful. I mean, if you have been in the church for some time, you can see that sometimes there are painful experiences in the church. 
I mean, I've been in the church for, I think, 20, 22 years or so. Yeah, I've seen, so, I mean, there are, there are times that you'll be in the church, you'll cry. Yeah, you'll cry. You know, you look at the way things are, you cry. You can't help it but cry. But you stay. You stay. Because those who flourish are those who, in spite of the crying, in spite of the difficult time, in spite of the challenges, stay. At the end, you see them doing well. May you be that one who will stay and do well. From today, every thought that comes to your mind, should I go, should I come, should I stay, should I go, may be killed today in the name of Jesus. Your time will come, you will flourish. But you have to be planted. I pray for you that as you stay in the church, as you stay planted, one day, when we are looking for palm trees in the church, we'll point at you. That's one palm tree. That's one palm tree. That's another palm tree. And that's a palm tree over there. Yeah. May we say that about you? The real fruit. Sometimes also, people bear fruit. I mean, early fruit. But usually it's not the main fruit that God wants you to bear. Yeah, it's not the main fruit that God wants. I believe that God is now bringing me into a season of fruitfulness. That's what I believe. What we have done in time past is just training. God, God is teaching us how to look after his people. It's now before God is bringing us into a real season of fruitfulness. We will see some fruits that we have not seen before. Yeah. So sometimes maybe you bought some one or two fruit at some time of your life. It's an early fruit. Just as with rain, we have the early rain and the latter rain. Yeah, wait for it. The Bible says the glory of the latter rain shall be greater than that of the former. So it means the early rain, it has its fruit, but it's something small. Something to just give you hope. To give you confidence that there's something ahead. You can't sit with it and say, well, this is it. I'm going nowhere again. This is it. No, press on. As you press on, God will bring you into your real fruit. May you not give up before your real fruit comes. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's say a word of prayer as we close. And if you are clapping, clap a fruitful clap. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, pray. Tonight, I want you to pray for yourself as we close. Pray for yourself that you will not give up on the way. Maybe you have just begun your walk with Christ. Maybe you have been around for a long time. Whichever stage you are at, pray that you will not give up before your season comes where you shall be fruitful. Where you shall bring forth your fruit. Bible says when he becomes fruitful, whatsoever he does, it prospers. It prospers. It prospers. Ask the Lord, help me to be stable. In every challenges, though the billows blow, though the earth blow around, though the winds, the storms, though everything come, help me to be stable. Help me to be stable. Let me not be moved. May I be planted. May I be planted. May I be planted. May I be planted. As the days pass, as the weeks pass, as the months pass, as the years pass, Help me to be planted and to be stable. Give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Let us be still in times of trial, in times of temptation, in times of difficulties, even in times of prosperity. Help us to be stable. Help us to be stable. Help us, oh God. Help us. We give you glory. We give you praise. Yeah.
tonight you want to say pastor please pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I know if I die today I will not go to heaven but I don't want to go to hell if you are here like that every eye closed every head bowed you want to say pastor please pray with me I don't want to go to hell if you are here like that just lift up your right hand and I will pray with you just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from tonight I am born again. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Ah. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.